G'day, g'day guys. Now before we dive into today's show, I want to let you know that some of you may be aware that over the past eight years, I have built a substantial multifamily real estate portfolio here in the US worth over half a billion dollars. And in that time, my passive investors have received fantastic double digit returns. And now you too can invest directly into my deals for as little as $50,000. So if you're an interested investor, head over to reedgoosens.com to find out more. That's reedgoosens.com. Now back into the show. I think it is completely about awareness, you know, and if, and if you're not one that's self-aware, look to others to keep you honest, because I think no matter how great your plan is, how great your routine is, how much time you think you may be spending, I know that I fall behind just being present. You know, even the time I do carve out to my family, it's really hard for anybody that's working a job or in a business, trying to build a business, to not to have those thoughts consuming your mind day to day, right? So I think having a check-in with yourself, whatever your cadence is, probably daily is the right one. Am I being present to the people that I love and support me? And that's gotta be number one. Am I, is my health being interrupted? That's gotta be right up there too. And the answer is no, I got to make some adjustments. So being aware of when you need to make an adjustment, I think is absolutely key to sustaining success. Anybody can do stuff well for a month or two, but doing this for 10 years or 20 years and being happy while doing it is a whole different level. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reid as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast from Los Angeles. I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom, massive amounts of cash flow and ultimately create extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel. So head over to reedgoosens.com, click on the video link, and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug, but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show. Today, 
Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Andrew Shutsky. Andrew is the founder of Redline Equity, a real estate syndication firm that specializes in acquisitions, improvements, and management of large apartment buildings. He also has over 15 years of real estate investing experience, and he actually began his experience doing a house hack on his first home back in 2007. I'm definitely going to dive into that today for all you listeners out there who want to do house hacking. He is in the multifamily space. He's currently involved as both an active GP and an LP in over 1,100 units. And he's also the host of the Crushing Cashflow podcast, which you can find on iTunes. And I've had the, been, the pleasure of being a guest on his show, so definitely go check that out. And in, in addition to all that, Andrew works in the technology space. He is a CIO, the Chief Information Officer for a $700 million medical technical business, uh, technology business, I should say, based out of Pennsylvania. I'm really excited and pumped to have him on the show today to share his incredible insight and knowledge with us. But enough out of me, let's get him out here. G'day, Andrew. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, mate? Doing great, man. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, man. My pleasure. And again, thank you for having me on your show. You, Absolutely. I, I encourage all the listeners to get over there, research it uh, on iTunes, and it's you know just Google your name, and I'm sure it'll come up. And yep. we'll have all the links from your side of the uh, the pond on our show notes as well. So at the end of the show, but guys, let's get into it. So the first question I like to ask all my guests that come on the show is rewind the clock and tell me how you made your first ever dollar as a kid. So uh, it, it's funny. Uh, I find myself reliving my experiences through my kids who are now six and eight. And I take my back, myself back to that same age and maybe my daughter. Uh, and I remember shopping the neighborhood, selling candy door to door. And that was my first kind of, dose of dopamine around entrepreneurship. And then honestly, since then I've been hooked, you know, I did, you know, bouts of DJing at my kindergarten and, and first grade dance. You know, I sold and uh, installed car stereos through the years. Oh, wow. so it was really just trial and error, but it was always chasing some, something new and something something exciting for me. It, that's how it really started. Right. And, and walk us through your, your background into the world of real estate. I, was, I mentioned yeah. in the intro that you actually you currently have a W-2 job and we're going to get into the, the nuances of, of balance and we'll talk about you know, the big uh, topic of today's show will be around balance. But yeah, walk us through the sort of uni days and in, in, in coming out and getting a job and then wanting to gravitate towards entrepreneurship and specifically real estate. Yeah. So it's interesting. I started my, my professional career, just like probably thousands of others listening. I came out of college, technology degree, always had a passion for technology. And within the first six months of working, I had one profound insight really. Well, actually a couple. One is I didn't want to do this entirely forever. I didn't want to do the typical, Hey, work till you're 64 and a half, whatever the 401k distribution age is and wait until that point to have some freedom. Right. And I also knew I was very passionate about real estate, always had been from my probably really grade school years, following along. My grandfather had a sixplex at the time. I was like, hey, this is really cool. Didn't really know what to do with all that energy. So fast forward to my first year at a college, I was actually in management consulting. So if there's listening or familiar with that type of career profession, I was on the road 50 weeks a year, just grinding day in, day out. I really wasn't home a lot. I'm like, wow, my, my house is sitting idle and empty. Why don't I put an ad out on Craigslist, which at the time seemed maybe creepy to my, you know, my wife or my fiance at the time, but nevertheless, it actually worked out really well. I found a guy who was willing to come in. He had an opposite schedule, right? So he was in town in Delaware. I was during the week and on the weekends he would go home. So we really never saw each other. And I'm like, wow, let's put some cash in my pocket. Why don't I try scaling this a bit uh, from house over house? And I started looking in Delaware and Philadelphia area. And I quickly realized uh, the amount of capital you needed from an individual perspective was monumental, especially being in your early to mid twenties. You're not making, you know, unless you're really, really fortunate, half a million dollars, a million dollars a year, because you're needing, you know, quarter million dollars to close each one of these properties. Cash flow was slim, 
So I was like, okay, fast forward another four or five years. Let me try a different angle. I really like the beach and you know vacation stuff. Let me try the vacation and short-term rentals. Uh, and that started to click for me. And I still do that actually a bit. Uh, the limiting factor there for me was, again, cost of deploying capital is very high. The ability to scale and, and kind of free your time up while working a job was really, really limited. It continues to be limited. A lot of pros around that space, but really my, my burning desire was to kind of rebuild what normally you'd have in a pension 10 years ago, right? And build that and accelerate that journey to have some freedom and flexibility in your late 40s, early 50s to do whatever you want, right? I'm fortunate to be in a position where I really enjoy my, my day job right now. A lot of flexibility, work from home, get to travel to cool places. But inherently, there's a couple of things that come to mind there. One, uh, you don't control your own destiny. Uh, and, and two, you never know when that your perspective or outlook may change on that, on that journey. So why not plant some seeds now? You know, fast forward to the 2019 timeframe, you know, I stumbled across this massive thread on Bigger Pockets, a site you may have heard of. Yeah, uh, just a little now, site. Just, a little, just a little bit. Yeah, it's a little blip in the radar. I don't know, a few million. Just a startup, you know, you don't, yeah. you, just, a, just, a, just a little blog, like a, like a mom and pop blog. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah you may have, you may just Google it. You may, you may get a couple <laughs> of hits there. Anyway, I found this 60 plus page thread on there where I'm, my wife and I are on vacation and I'm like, this is what I've been looking for. You know, this this multifamily journey. I found that the story of a local syndicator who lived down the street from me, ironically, was a CPA, corporate professional, uh, enjoyed what he did, but really found this that this niche. You know, at the time, it doesn't seem like a niche to you and I because we're in that we're in the midst of it. But for those listening or may not be familiar with this, this multifamily investing, commercial real estate side. A lot of the cons I found in the single family and short terminal space, this really addressed a lot of the career, career accelerating opportunities that would kind of distance yourself from just your limitations of your own income and your own you know, personal time commitment were offset. And there was new possibilities being carved out like a light bulb, a light bulb went off. You know, from that point, I, you know, hired a mentor, joined math and several mastermind groups and just really, you know, pushed my way into finding the first few deals together with partners. And from, you know, from there, the next couple of years, it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of different deals, a lot of different partners and meeting lots of great people like yourself in the journey. So. Mate, it's, uh, it probably resonates a lot with, with people listening to the show. It obviously resonates with me because I have been there, you know, we've all yeah. start out and we, we, before we press record, we're like, you can't avoid this part of where you're at right now. This is building yeah. stage. It's the, I've stumbled across it. I'm passionate about it. Oh crap. I can't just go leave my day job tomorrow. Right. I've no, got to build something from scratch. And yep. that is this sort of call it gray period where you're you you you've, the blinkers have come off. You want to do more and be in it twenty four seven, but you also got to keep the roof over your head. You got to keep the kids. Fed. You got to keep the missus happy. You know, like all those things still matter. And and so today in today's show, I want to get into that balance because I've been there, and I can talk about some of the you know the trials and tribulations that I went through. But mm-hmm. I want to hear like where you are right now. How's how's it going? building something, just give it, just give us sort of a, a sense to the listeners about where you've started and what you're doing. What does your week look like when you're trying to balance it all? Yeah. And I know there's number one, there's no magic bullet for everybody. So you got to kind of find what works for you. And for me, you know, my schedule is pretty well set. I mean, life gets disrupted pretty much regularly, but I'm an early riser. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't mind getting up early. I know that, you know, I work a lot with Ireland and Europe and my day job. So I've got some quiet time to myself before the family wakes up, either during the day or during the weekends, actually. I get I get those two or three quiet time hours before anybody in the house is up. And I try to take full advantage of that. And the key word there is consistently take advantage of that. So 
consistency is key. It, it sometimes it feels like I go two, three, four weeks at a time and I'm putting all this work in, I'm doing these, writing all these blogs and, you know, launching podcasts. And, and it's like, it's quiet crickets, crickets, crickets. And then I might back off for, for a week or two. And I started getting you know, emails, engagement for investors. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Maybe this is working. So, you know, sometimes you're putting in the work and the rewards aren't immediate. And that's part of this game. That's the one thing I've learned. Uh, one of the things I've learned is, you know, keep the work coming consistently, you know, whatever your schedule allows, whether it's, you know, five to seven in the morning or seven, to nine at night or nine to 12 at night, whatever your schedule is, know what the, the valuable activities you're going to engage in are and stick to them consistently for a period of time, wherever, whenever, no, don't, you know, don't give up in a month or two or three or six months or even a year. It takes time to get results. Right. And another, another tip I'd say for those listening is kind of know your niche. When I started out, I was trying to do everything, you know, engage with brokers, find the deals, run asset management calls, work 50 hours a week, get the two kids off to school. And it's insanity. Honestly, I just don't put yourself, my advice, don't put yourself through that. Pick one thing that you enjoy doing will can bring value to the majority of, of people in the business and stick to that. And then master that for nine to 12 to 18 months and then move on to something else, right? As you feel you mastered that. But that, that would be my advice is don't try to, you know, cure cancer, solve the earth, uh, or world's problems with in trying to do four or five roles while you're working the job. It's just insanity. It's setting yourself up for exhaustion. Yep. No, no, I, I love what you said. And that rewards aren't immediate. So mm -hmm. many people start in this business, you know, they start the podcast, they start, start the blog. Mm -hmm. They ultimately, we talk a lot about in the show, being a KPI, a key person of influence. Mm -hmm. um, if you've not read the book, uh, Dan Priestley has written that book, KPI, I didn't, I didn't make that up. But ultimately what you're doing is you're investing in yourself. You're creating a company from scratch. You know, you, the way in which you're building that trust is through blogging, is through podcasting, is yep. through, you know, making sure you're getting, you're building your email database and starting from scratch, starting from zero, it is tough and rewards yes. aren't immediate. It takes oh. time. And so many people I see start it. They want to start the podcast. They want to start the blog or they want to, you know, you know, be be a contributor to bigger pockets or whatever, just to, 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 to yeah. write books and, and constantly be a thought leader. It takes years, you know, it and does. I think so many people think that, oh, I've been at this for six months, nothing's happening. And it's like, yeah, you have to, if you're going to start a podcast or you're going to start a blog or some form or platform, you've got to give yourself a minimum of three years in my, in my experience. Yeah, no, but, I totally agree. But, but that it's, it's, it's the, it's the taking the bet, but then having the long-term gain vision, I should say, to say that this will take a period of time because those rewards are not immediate. And we're both, yeah. you know, if you're listening to this, we're both telling you it's taken, we've both been there. It takes time. But what, what I'm interested about is, in and around what you said before about making sure you understand what niche you're in, right? And what you can, you know, you can't solve, solve cancer and the world's problems. So right. how long yeah. did it take you to realize that? Like, what, oh, yeah, was, yeah. It, was, it, was, there a, was there a dark point in time where you're like, this can't work? Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to burn out because I not, this is not sustainable. You know, embarrassingly, I think it took me a year and a half to admit, because I'm kind of a, I have a DIY hands-on approach, go getter, go after everything hard and, you know, quit complaining. And honestly, it probably took a little coercion for my wife too, to realize that like, dude, you got to slow down, like enjoy the journey. Mm. And honestly, it took, like you said, it took me a year and a half to realize, Hey dude, that's, that's, that's kind of do a mind map of all the things that like took it on my whiteboard. It was probably in the February timeframe of this year. I'm like, let's pause for a second. I'm feeling stressed out. There's a couple of options, completely give up, which I'm like, hmm, it might feel good for the next week, but you're going to regret this decision. 
or let's kind of let's chart out four or five ideas or concepts or, or roles that you could fill. And let's highlight one thing that you could do well. You know, so for me, I decided, hey, I'd love to engage on the investor relations, you know, capital raising side. Let's go hard on that. Like I clearly have no one, no one really, I wouldn't say anybody's mastered this, right? There's always, you're always a student of the game, but like, why not dial in your marketing, you know, dial in your, your copy on your website, get all that stuff tighter and tighter and follow those who are doing that really well. And then, you know, let somebody else, you know, partner with those who are willing or, or you know, or had doing this full time to have the, the energy and desire to go after brokers or, you know, off market director sellers or wherever you're generating your leads, let them do what they do. And just realize it's going to take you a little bit longer time, but that's okay. You know, that that's completely fine. It's completely normal. There's, you're not the first or the 10th or the thousandth person to do this and real and make this realization. But like, that's been my epiphany moment is like, holy crap. It's not, there wasn't one moment. There was probably multiple moments. I just wake up on a Saturday morning. I'm like, what the heck am I doing, man? Like, this is, this is insanity. Like, why am I going through this? I already have a great job. Like my wife's got a great job. Then I remind myself like, Hey, that flexibility you want 10, 15 years out, five years out, whatever the time may be. This is not going to happen on its own. So stick, stay to the course, just dial it back for now, and just keep, you know, keep your eyes on the prize this, this few years out. For those of you who are interested in staying up to date with all the latest happenings in my business, or to learn more about passively investing directly into my multifamily value-add deals, then head over to reedgoosens.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter. By signing up, you'll automatically be notified about my new up-and-coming investment opportunities. You'll be able to stay up to date with all the latest real estate news here in the United States and much, much more. So head over to reedgoosens.com and sign up today. Now, back into the show. Mate, that's really powerful. And, and one word that I just wrote down in my book here is, is the word surrender, right? I think there's so many people, and I'm the same way, as entrepreneurs, you you, you get so passionate about something that you mm-hmm. be like, this is it. Again, yeah. the blinkers have come on. This is it. This is what I'm going to yeah. do. And you just throw everything against the wall, everything. Yeah. like, And it is burning you out. My, I've got a gray patch on the back of my head, and my wife said that's my real estate gray patch. And I'm 36, yeah. years, of, 36 years of age, so I shouldn't be having any grays just yet. But the idea of just like doing it all. But I love what you said about taking that pause and realizing one, what are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. Two, that it's going to take you a bit of time. But three, then also, how do I make it enjoyable so I can keep it going? Because ultimately, if you burn out too quickly and the, the, you, you want to give up, yeah, you're not good to anyone, right? You 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 feel you feel defeated because you, you can't go and you didn't achieve what you set out to do. So, can you maybe just unpack that a little bit more? Because I think so many people want to hear. So, what did you do? What, what, like on your whiteboard, what did you do to say like, okay, there's the underwriting, there's the asset management, there's a the deal finding, there's you know the capital raising, there's the marketing. How did you sort of break it down to, to, to come to the conclusion that I wanted to focus on this one thing? I actually had, uh, fortunate enough to have access to this, a tool. It was kind of a, a planning tool through a mastermind program I'm part of, and it was a wheel. It kind of, for those that can see the visual, I'll just, you know, for those that are only on audio, I'll describe it. It was just a kind of a, a spoke and, and hub mm-hmm. concept where you had the, just all the roles you just described, you know, capital raising, asset management, deal finding, uh, investor relations, yada, yada. You guys know, listening know all the different roles. And then on the outside was kind of your level of, of uh, there's there was two dimensions. One, there's a line for something you enjoy doing, but it's like from one to five, how much do you enjoy doing it? 
And then from level of capability from one to five, mm-hmm. uh, shade in what you're, what you're most comfortable, most comfortable, more capable, feel more com- capable doing, sorry. And then you shade it into two. And when you saw the biggest spikes between the correlation between those two axes, that there were some ideas to like, Hey, maybe I should focus on this or that. And for me, it was, there's a couple of different areas, even like, you know, social media and podcasting was another one. So I, I came to, to drill down on one. I said, look, I can always expand into the next darkest spear in the next you know, six to nine months, but let's really dial in for this. Let's go hard. My commitment to myself was hundred, you know, 180 days first, you know, that's finding the deal. Let's start, let's start building that out more and more and just focus my attention and energy on that one thing for now. And Hey, you, the realization is going to be, you're not going to have a 50%, you know, percentage of a GP going in, but you know what? That's, per- that's fine. You know, there's, yep. there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's much better than burning yourself out exhaustion and, and taking 0% of zero. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so important you say that because I, I have to mention it over and over again. I remember one of my old bosses at a real estate development company that I, you know, when I was leaving that company to go pursue what I was going to pursue, mm-hmm. he said to me, it's not about what you make in your first deal. It's about getting your foot in the door. And that's, you have to always keep that in mind as you scale and as you do bigger deals, because mm-hmm. a little bit of a lot is better than a lot of nothing. hundred percent. And, and that is, that is so important when you start focusing on it and, and understanding what your role is in, in the wheel. Does that wheel have a name? Because I'd love, I'd love to direct people to that. If they ever, you know, they're sitting there, they're listening to this, they're struggling with that, that this exact same thing. They're at the W2 job. What, what was it called? And when they could go check it out. Uh, you know, I will, I can grab that for you. You can put it in the show notes. Sure. Please do. Yeah. Cause I think cool. it's such a, it's such an, uh, I've got another one that I was sort of taught such learn and it's the same thing, but it's in an X and Y graph. Yeah. Right. And the, the, the X is what's the X. The X is moves the needle in the business. Yeah. So the, the Y is the moving needle in the business. Yeah. I remember and, this. Yeah. And, and the X is, is, is on the, and, and then you, you got your quadrants, right. And then there's uh, the black time, the blue time, the red time, and the green time. Yeah. And then it, it helps you. And I try and do that process once a year to recheck in to say, what am I still, am I spending enough time in the black time, right? Yeah. Moving the deal forward. Now, in the beginning, you're in all the times, right? Now, mm-hmm. but the goal is as you grow and you you you, you, you hire out for roles, yeah. this, this Gantt chart helps you identify like that stuff in the red time. Yeah, you need to be finding someone who can do that for 15 bucks an hour. Like you shouldn't be doing yes. like the podcast editing or the posting yes. or the, you know, whatever that might be. And as the as the business evolves, you've got to keep checking in on that. So I love that you have your wheel and it's all wheels, charts, whatever it is, but it's a, it's yeah, a yeah. discipline, right. as you said earlier, of doing yeah. it because you don't, you just, you're just running in a direction and <laughs> you got to yeah. sort of stop and check in and say, what am I doing good and what I'm not doing good. And I should also add like the wheel is kind of your foundation. And then I, I just take it down to a weekly level of just, what am I, what am I, what are my goals for the week? Doesn't have to be you know monumental. What am I doing to build my business this week or next week? And if I have a moment vacation or next week, let's double down the following. We're just keeping that consistency. It's not, a, it's much less overwhelming than saying, Hey, I want to close 3000 units and $300 million. And, you know, what, let's break that into a weekly and let's check in. I like your idea of the, the yearly check-in, but maybe even biannually, like, Hey, mm-hmm. how am I tracking and what's being done? Do I need to dial up? Do I need to dial down? Am I happy with my progress? Yada, yada. You got the idea. Yep. So I want to pivot and talk about the other side of the balance, the wife, the kids, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the you as a, a human, you know, How's that been? Because I know for me, and when I, I I think back to my days when I was working full time yeah. at a development firm, which I was surrounded by real estate twenty four seven, plus I was doing my side hustle and the podcast and all the things. 
I don't, I didn't, I only just about to have my first kid. I didn't have two kids. I didn't like, how's that been for you? Because that's, that must be tough on the, on the family front, you know, and, and in creating the time to be there as a dad and as a husband and, and for yourself, you know, whatever that you might, you know, exercise or, or you know, golfing, or whatever that yeah. might be. Yeah. No, like I said before, there is absolutely no magic bullet. And as much of a structured agenda, I think I may have for a week, life gets in the way, kids get sick, the wife will travel, you know, and if it wasn't for an extremely understanding wife, there's just no way I can pull all this off. Right. And I have the flexibility in the job. I mean, that's where I think I have a unique advantage and I'm very fortunate to have that. Not afraid to admit that, that if I, if I had to be on the road every week or I had to go in the office, you know, 12, 10 hours a day, uh, it would be a lot more challenging. But for right now, you know, having my wife and I both work from home, Kids, we have great, you know, childcare options for them. And uh, for those that don't definitely look at what are, whatever options you may have available to you, have parents who live nearby. We purposely stayed in this area to have help with the kids that they're all part of my support system and have it for anybody trying to do this. You're crazy to think you can do it on your own, on your own. I mean, it just, without having that support structure in place, it just wouldn't be possible. I'm not afraid to admit that at all, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what do you do to keep you sane? You know, what is your, what do you, what, what do you like to do to, wind down yeah. and blow off a bit of steam. Yeah. So for me, uh, exercise and, and, you know, specifically weightlifting and fitness has been a part of my life for, Ooh, since I've been an early teenager. Right. So I, I think that mental exhaustion to me leads to mental refreshment. Right. So mm-hmm. without that, uh, you know, that, and then I, I really enjoy, I'm a big automotive nut, hence the red line equity name and my, and my, and my uh, company name and electronics. So they've been all parts of my passions in my life. And when they all come together, it's great. But like, I, I love, you know, talking hobbies with people, you know, going out to lunch, you know, traveling. And again, like I mentioned, the exercise has been in my DNA longer than anything. So that's awesome. That's what makes life fun. Yeah, no, but it, 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 the, the, again, the whole purpose of this show is about balance and showing yeah. balance across many p- pillars, because I speak again on the show a little bit, like I see so many people who, who, who focus on the business and I was, uh, guilty of this in my early career path building yeah. where I just focused on the business, that one pillar and then relationships and health and family yeah. weren't being as, I didn't, I didn't make them a priority. And, and I did a yeah. podcast years ago after my mum passed away talking about goals versus priorities and having it more balanced because yeah. if you lose that pillar of business and, and it, it, you know, let's, let's face it, there, there is that possibility and you don't have the others balanced yeah, you the only way the only way you're going to fall is down. So right. making sure you create the time in the week for the kids to check in with the wife to make sure you're showing up as a you know as a husband as a partner and and even showing up for yourself you know like making sure you're having some time on on your own is so important when you are in this building mode because mm-hmm. we're all going to be wanting to scale. There's going to always be the next mountain to scale, right? And it's yeah, oh it's, my God. It's, it's taking that time and, and that self awareness to to just just. I'm, I'm, I'm doing enough. <laughs> you, you took the keyword right in my mouth. I think it is completely about awareness, you know, and if, and if you're not one that's self-aware, look to others to keep you honest, because I think no matter how great your plan is, how great your routine is, how much time you think you may be spending. I know that I fall behind just being present. You know, even the time I do carve out to my family, it's really hard for anybody that's working a job or in a business trying to build a business to not to have those thoughts consuming your mind day to day. Right. So I think having a check-in with yourself, whatever your cadence is, probably daily is the right one, 
Am I being present to the people that I love and support me? And that's got to be number one. Am I, is my health being interrupted? That's got to be right up there too. And the answer is no, I got to make some adjustments. So being aware of when you need to make an adjustment, I think is absolutely key to sustaining success. Anybody can do stuff well for a month or two, but doing this for 10 years or 20 years and being happy while doing it is a whole different level. Right. Right, right. Do you practice any meditation or, you know, obviously working out is a, is a form of meditation, oh, but do you actually, do you do yeah. any, anything on journaling, reading, you know? I do. So my daily routine uh, involves reading for sure every day, seven days a week. I try to do 20 minutes um, and also meditation. The key word here for me is practice because I am not good at it, <laughs> but I am trying to work at it. And for those that had read um, Atomic Habits, I read it again and again. I, I really love that book um, just for he- being able to, to stack these things and make them stick. I think the keyword is stickiness there. So yeah, I, I try to get, you know, even if it's two to five minutes in the morning and in the evening, it really just is not, it doesn't come easy to me. I know it doesn't come easy to others, but I really do try to practice uh, just being present, breathing, simple stuff. It really does help with clearing your head. And, and I find that I sleep better too. So. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. No, I, I, if I don't get my 20 minutes or 15, 20 minutes of meditation every morning before I turn on the computer and the phone, and all that sort of stuff, my day is off. Yeah, I just, I struggle through the day. So, mm-hmm. mate, look, uh, we're coming to the end of the show. We like to dive into the top five investing tips. You ready to get into it? Let's rip it, man. Let's mate, do it. what is the daily habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals? We might have already just answered it, but, but what is that number <laughs> one habit? Uh, I think for me, if I had to pick one only that's been with me for 25 years, it's been exercise. It's mm. physical exhaustion just really makes me feel beaten down physically, but mentally refreshed. Yeah, no, I love that. I'm, 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 I'm physical as well. If I don't work out five days a week, I start to go a little stir crazy. So I agree. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, who's been the most influential question number two, who's been the most influential person in your career to date? You know, it's funny. I've had a lot of different mentors, both through the W2 and through the building real estate business. And honestly, the, if I had to pick one, it was probably my grandfather or, or my, both of my grandfathers actually who instilled that sense of entrepreneurship in me. And they may not realize this because they've been long gone for a while, but uh, they planted the seed. That's awesome. I love it. No, and it, it starts at home, right? It starts with seeing as a kid growing up and yeah. seeing your uncle, your mom, your dad, your cousin right. do something that you're like, Hey, that's, this is interesting. This is a little bit unique. So awesome stuff. Uh, in your business, question number three, what is the number one or the most influential tool that you use? And when I say tool, it could be a physical tool, like a, a journal or a phone, or it could be a piece of software that you just can't run that business without. What is it? So maybe I, I might pivot a bit in my answer, but maybe it's not a tool, but I would just say the power of consistent networking, whether through you know a mastermind program or even doing through the podcast. I think the biggest unintended benefit there was just meeting new people, professional connections, friends, they just make life exciting. So networking and the various tools behind that uh, to get it done would be my, my first pick. 100%. And I, I could talk for hours about how this podcast, I've been doing it for seven years now and wow, uh, you know, just the people I meet, right. Yes. And, 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 and you see, oh, I got a, I got a podcast to do it this week. Oh, you know, but you, every time I get on it, you get it that new way, new wavelength with the other person, and it's uh, freaking freaking awesome. It's like it is really cool. It's, it's like a drug. Um, question is. number four is in in one sentence: What has been the most um, the biggest failure that you have faced in your career, and what did you learn from that failure? Hmm, man, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to pick one. There's there's been quite a few throughout my journey, but I'd say you know if I had to pick one recent, 
it was that epiphany I had a year back and just saying, I'm, I feel like I'm getting nowhere. I'm burned out. Mm. I feel like I'm struggling in family life. I'm, I'm struggling physically with health. I feel like myself getting sick more frequently. Mm. And if I, you know, I took myself back just, you know, maybe six months ago, it was that one Saturday morning, just saying, I'm exhausted. I got to change what I'm, I'm working. I got to change what I'm working on. I change my priorities and just dial things back a bit. Yeah. So I know it's not, it's a vague way of saying it, but that's, that's the most recent memory for me. No, and what I mentioned earlier, the, the goals versus priorities, where do they show up yeah. in life? And I talk a lot about and have been spoken about, you know, goals sort of a t- you have a time limit against it. And I remember someone telling me one time, does it matter when you're 70 years of age sitting with your grandkids if you've done 2,000 units in 2019 <laughs> or 2025? You know, it doesn't matter, yeah. right, as long as you're there to be with them. And that's the most yeah. important part. And we, even though we're all geared this way, we sometimes got to just – check in with ourselves to make sure that, that we aren't losing touch with reality. And that's, yeah, it, it can get hard. To me, it's just a stake in the sand, right? You got to have, you got to have a North star to work toward, mm-hmm. but like you got to make your, make yourself aware that it's, it's the journey, not the yep. destination. 100%. Mate, look, final question for you is where can people reach you to continue the conversation? They want to be in your sphere. Where do they go? Easy, easy for you guys. Uh, you, everything funnels right through our website. It's investwithredline.com. We've got a free learning course on investing there. We've got tons of blogs out there. Our podcast is looped there. So that's the one kind of funnel for everything. Investwithredline.com. Is that right? You got it. Awesome stuff, mate. Look, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. I just want to reflect some of the things and thank you for being vulnerable with, with your journey. Just rewards on immediate, I think, is the number one thing I took away from today's show. Yeah. Rewards on immediate, balance is important. And making sure that you, you know, you're learning to understand and doing that check-in with your wheel, right? Your wheel or your Gantt chart, whatever it might be, but you're doing it consistently to know that you aren't trying to solve cancer and solve the world's problems all at once and keep a day job because it is just not possible in this line of multifamily investing. And take it from me and from Andrew, we've both been there. We are, Andrew's in it right now, but the building something from scratch will take time and give yourself enough time to, 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 to make sure you're enjoying the journey and you're not being burnt out. Uh, did I leave anything out, mate? You nailed it, man. You nailed awesome it. Stuff, man. Well, look, again, thank you so much for jumping on the show. We'll uh, chat very, very soon and have a great week. Pleasure is on mine. Well, there you have another cracking episode, Jam Pack, with some incredible advice from Andrew. Remember, if you want to get over to him, his website, it's investwithredline.com. He's got a ton of blogs and informational stuff over there that you can get your hands on and get your teeth stuck into and learn more about this incredible space. And if you just want to reach out to him and have a chat, you know, he is in that, that, that the balance of the W2 and we're building the business. There's so many people listening to this podcast that are, are in that space. I was there. I've, you know, fortunately, I've graduated into the space full time, but you've got to start from somewhere. So if you are wanting to reach out to someone like Andrew, please don't hesitate because he is an awesome dude and really down to earth and, and what I'm sure will give you, you know, a bit of his time. Uh, I want to thank you all for taking some time out of your day to continue to learn about your financial IQ because that's what we'll do each and every week. And we're going to do it all again next week. So remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life a crack.